0: Thank <laughs> you. Hello, and welcome back to She's In Focus, the podcast dedicated to inspiring and empowering female filmmakers and videographers from all walks of life and on every step of their creative journey. I'm your host, Kel Grant, an aspiring filmmaker from New Jersey, who's just trying to turn my passion into something more and connect with amazing women who have the same passion for video. One of those being Victoria V.A. Jones, a director and filmmaker from Tennessee who started in the film industry making music videos and has since evolved to directing and producing independent short and feature films and get this even developed an internet radio station. She is here to take us through her whole journey calling in from Nashville, Victoria. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. We're I'm so excited to get into it. So, I have here in my notes your whole story and your journey is just is fascinating and it's quite incredible, you know, the way that you've evolved over the years. Um you know, since 2013, you've been able to produce so many projects and content, but I think it's best if we kind of go in chronological order. So I'd love to hear how you started with music videos back in
1: 2013. So, well, I I got done with college. I came back to Memphis. I had a cousin that was already doing music videos. And while here in Nashville, like before I moved back to Memphis, he was doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I went out on a... Um, music video with him and I just fell in love with the process of what he was doing and so he would start to finish he was doing everything he was Mm. directing, he had the video you know, he had the camera he was doing the shots and you know what I'm saying, it was fascinating that he was like getting everything from his head and all those images were coming out and and I was just like, oh my gosh so when I moved back to Memphis I, um, I had some cousins who were artists and they were like hey, we need music videos And I was like, okay, cool. And the one thing that I loved about it was they gave me free range to do whatever I wanted. They were like, Mm. hey, cuz, you know, we trust you, we trust your vision, so we're gonna give you the song and you tell us what we gonna do. And that was something that was, yeah, that was something that I I really have to thank them for that. Because at the same time, they would have been like, nah, we want this, nah, we, mostly like artists do, and yeah. any type of artist and they were like no nah, we want to do this we want to do that and they were like no nah, you we want to see what you got and that was uh that I fell in love with because they gave me the the space to be creative and so that happened and we I kept doing music videos for them and like that my skill level kept growing and once I figured out what worked and what didn't work uh I just rolled with it and then there was a point to where I just, I got tired of doing them. I, it's kind of like I outgrew them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was Once time for me to do there something. is to do. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it was just time for me to do something else. And I love music videos, but that really wasn't where my heart was. My heart was really in movies and television. So I, eventually I was like, look, guys, I'm not going to do this forever. It's time for me to move on. And they were like, hey, that's cool. We want to see what you got. So yeah. that's how that happened.
0: That's awesome. I mean, having the, the kind of the freedom to take the reins as far as your creative process goes. um, And that was kind of your first start with video outside of college. So to be able to have that creative freedom is, is not something you get, especially in the music industry with a lot of artists, they come in with the vision, they come in with what they want, and you have to execute.
1: Right. Right. And, and, you know, I tell them all the time, I say, you know, and they'll still hit me up this day. And they'll be like, "Hey, we need music videos," and I have no problem doing music yeah. videos for them because they were the ones who allowed me to do that freedom. And of course, my my craft has grown. So if they come to me and say, "Hey, we need a music video," I, you know, it's 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 a it's a win-win because I'm going to be able to show them what I've you know learned, and at the same time, I, their music has grown. So it's a win-win for both of us.
0: Definitely. Back when you were doing this, when you first started, not not referring to now, because now you have all the skills, you have all the, right, the gear, right. your craft has evolved. But back right. then, you were just getting out of college. So, what was like your mindset when you got this opportunity? Were, was there a lot of pressure, or because they were your cousins, you you felt like, okay, if I if I can kind of learn as I go with this, what was your mindset back then about it was, the, that? That was ideas?
1: that was it. If I can kind of learn as I go, then it would be okay. But at the same time, you know. It was a lot of pressure too because they gave me this freedom you know it wasn't like you know this is what we want this is what we want they gave me complete freedom so in my mind it was like oh man i can't mess this up like i can't like there's there's no way that i can mess this up because it's all my creativity Yeah. So it it was like, it was like, you know, I hope this works. And the fact that they loved every single video, that was like, that was the best feeling ever. You know what I'm saying? So I I can't, I can't, I'm truly blessed for the people who I have in my life who have helped me grow as a craft. Because you can, I swear, you can ask any of my cousins. Like I used to like put them in music videos. (laughs) And to this day, I'm like, there's no way that I can thank y'all for what y'all have done for me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause I would literally call them up and be like, Hey, I need you in this spot. I need you to wear this. And they wouldn't ask no questions. They would, they knew I was doing something with video. They yeah. wouldn't ask what it was. They wouldn't ask no questions. <laughs> they would just say, okay, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. And that that's a true like support system that a lot mm-hmm. of people don't have. Cause you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people might ask questions They might do this and that, but they were always down for it. And I have to be grateful for that.
0: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Just knowing you have those people you can always call, too, to right. help with projects or if uh, even if you have an idea and you're like, hey, you know, I don't want to bring this to a client quite yet or try this on my own. I want to kind of test it out with you guys. I think that's that's nice to have, too.
1: Right. Right.
0: So when so you you this was after college that you started doing the music videos. But um, tell me kind of about your video background. What, what level would you say you were after you went into that, the media program? And where did you study uh, video production?
1: So I went to Middle Tennessee State University uh, that's in Murfreesboro, it's like maybe 45 minutes from downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there. My mom was like, first, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I was I always loved music. I always loved um, film. And I was a big uh, pro wrestling fan was, when I was younger. So it was I. I played instruments when I was younger. I love pro wrestling and I love movies. So at one point in my life, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. That's where the name V A Jones came from. You know what I'm oh, saying? God. So I had posters on the wall. I had all this other stuff, but I was literally looking up um, pro wrestling schools to go to. And my mom totally didn't want me to do that.
2: Mm.
1: She was totally against that. <laughs> so while I was in um, I went to like a community college before I went to MT and she was like, Hey, this school has a good program. And she was like, this, you know, video production is a good, good thing for you to go into. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. So when I first went, it wasn't in, um, you call it multicam and, uh, single cam. So single cam is like movies. I wasn't into the single cam classes. I was in multicam where we were doing concerts. We were doing, um, new stuff, we were doing all that stuff. I didn't really get the love for the single cam stuff until like the towards the end of college. And so I took a class where we had to come up with like uh, a short film. And mm. I just completely fell in love with the process of that. And I was like, oh man. So I, it's funny because I learned how to edit after college. Like I, I yeah. You, yeah, YouTube helped me out so much and that's where i learned how to edit my music videos cuz i didn't know how to edit music videos yeah. i could look at a music video and and right. see the cuts and see everything and see the, all that but i didn't know how to edit that so yeah. i had to i had to learn how to do that and in the process of learning, like going back in the process of my craft growing that's what i did you know what i'm saying so my level was like it was my level was very low
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> like i
1: knew how to do the 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 live television stuff.
2: Yeah. I knew how to
1: do the switcher board. I knew how to do all that, you know, a TV truck. I knew how to do all that. But as far as the editing, as far as the single cam, as far as the uh, DSLR, like learning all that, the lenses, I didn't know none of that until yeah. I got out of college. And you it's know, funny how that... Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say that's such a common narrative because I went to school a few years after you And even though, um, you know, we had some, our our main focus was studio production. And if you wanted to work in a newsroom, that was the perfect program for you. But if you wanted to make independent films or you even wanted to just get into any sort of cinematic DSLR filmmaking, there was no track for that. If you wanted to learn those skills, you had to kind of do the YouTube university kind of thing.
1: Right. And, and right. find
0: your own way. And uh, I mean, even I graduated and I went to school for, yeah, radio and television production. And I graduated with such. Um, I mean, I had like the the basics down. Like, I could I could compose a shot. You know, if I'm filming a talking head interview, I understood the rule of thirds and I understood how to kind of frame up a shot. But and, and, and I understood the theory of it. But I, I didn't have like the practical skills that I, I needed or wanted to be able to go out and create the videos I was seeing on YouTube by other creators or by other filmmakers. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, uh, um, the the university programs, and I think there might be a switch now that they're starting to recognize, okay, not only are people interested in studio or like event production, they're also interested in, in independent filmmaking and just learning how to be a videographer to launch their own production company and it's things
1: like that. It's funny because like me and my friend, we went to the to campus like, it's just like, before COVID. It was probably in 2019. Mm -hmm. And we went back to the mass communication building and the the people who have been there who knew us were showing us around. And it is amazing what they have now. So they have a podcast room. They have all this equipment that they can rent out and I was like, we did not have all this stuff. <laughs> Where was all this? We yeah. were right. So our money went to something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the student loan money went to something. You know, They have all this stuff now. Right, right. You know, But we didn't have it back then. They upgraded the production truck. They have all these wow. cables that you can rent out. They have all these DSLRs that you can rent out. And I'm talking about the high-class ones, the $1,000 cameras that you can yeah. rent out. They have the, the lenses. They have the microphones that we did not have. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my goodness. So people, and that's what I tell people now, you know, college is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's what you do when you're in college. So Mm -hmm. I tell people to use what's in college to make sure you have enough to when you get out, you'll be able to show them. Because if I had, if I had all that equipment, I would have had projects that I could have, once I was out of college, I could have just, hey, look, look at this. And they would have, I wouldn't have to spend the time, which I'm grateful for the time that I learned myself, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have to spend all that time to develop myself the way that I did outside of college that I should have done inside of college. Yeah. So.
0: I feel you. In a lot of ways, I'm like a little resentful about that because I'm like, wow, I spent the same money y'all are spending. And I had to teach my damn self all the skills right. you guys are learning now. But I mean, you can't you can't be bitter about it. You know, it's, it's we helped create opportunities for for the the new generation of, of students going through college. So I guess there's there's something right. to be said about that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's I guess in a lot of ways, because you had to, to teach yourself the skills, um, I think, yeah, it's easier to, to have more of a passion for it. Right. It wasn't handed to you. You had to go out of your way to learn and find resources to be able to make your visions come true. Do you, do you kind of, do you feel that way? Do you feel like you have more of a passion because of that?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a, you know, it's more of a, a a humbleness, you know what I'm saying? It's more of a, a fact of, you know, this is something that is, is, is dear and true to my heart. Like that, you know, I always say, you know, this is, this is not a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Everybody yeah. finds a different hobby to do something. They do it for a little bit and then they go to something else. This is a complete lifestyle for me. I, this is something that I want to do forever. Like I cannot see myself working a nine to five. Like, <laughs> even though I have a nine to five, cause I have to pay the bills I feel that's you. understandable.
2: Yeah.
1: But this is something that if I, if I do it for free, I'm gonna love it to death. And yeah. I will do it for free every single day but of course, you know that skill level, you know you got to get your coin. so yes, you know <laughs> exactly.
0: So what makes video such a passion of yours? What about oh, it do you love?
1: So growing up for me, um, I had a big imagination. Mm-hmm. So um, being able to bring those those mind skills of imagination for me and bring it and put it on the canvas for other people to see yeah. what's in my head. It's something that's that's amazing to me. You know, usually when I write scripts, I um, I can visualize it in my head, mm-hmm. so I can see everything that's going on in that one scene, and I just write it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's that's one of the things for me. I want people to see, you know, what I see. So the fact that I can put it down on paper and then put it on the screen is something that's that's um the best feeling in the world for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's cool to me.
0: Yeah, that creative expression is uh, is awesome. And then you know, getting to it's it's the whole process because it is like you're saying one thing to have it all in your head, but to be able to right. translate that on screen and on paper is a gift. And 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 I think of it that way a lot of the times because. Um, no one sees the world the same way you do. Even other filmmakers, if you have, they, you know, if you give a prompt to 10 different filmmakers, they're all going to have 10 different unique visions of how to execute it. So if you, if you didn't kind of give that gift to the world, you're robbing the world of, 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 of a gift. Exactly that. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. And my, my mom always said, you know, you should share your skills with the world. So that's me sharing my, all the messed up stuff in my head to the world. (laughs) And some people get it and some people don't, but most people do get it. And I'm grateful that I'm not the only one who thinks like that. And that's the coolest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So back in, in 2013, what gear were you rocking with at that point in time? Oh man, (laughs) I
1: had a, I had a, I had a T3i, a Canon T3i. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have that camera, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And the one thing I will say, say is that it's not about the camera; it's about the lens. So yeah. I used to I used to rent lenses all the time, mm. and I would rent lenses, and I would rock that T3I, and people thought that that was an amazing thing. And in editing, if you change the color and you put a filter over it, it's going to look even better. Yeah. So I had a T3I. I had some. I had of course a tripod. I had this little rinky dink. Um, microphone that i had i could i couldn't name what it was i yeah. had a little a, a gimbal that that was like sturdy enough but i had to learn
2: mm.
1: how to how to hold the camera right like, close to my chest and stu- you know stabilize it with my hands because yeah. i didn't have a good stabilizer so that was a skill that i picked up and. People were like, "Oh man, what kind of stabilizer you got?" I'm like, "I, I just use my <laughs> that's hands." That's me. Yeah, that's all me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's me. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's certain things that you pick up, and and you have to, you just have to roll with the punches, you know. It's 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 something you just have to do to make make your art uh, come to life. So yeah. that was just, it, yeah."
0: absolutely yeah i mean now cameras like i have a, a gh5 that's what i'm recording on right now um the in-camera stabilization on that thing is oh, unreal yeah. and um yeah and but other than that like i have a t5i can canon t5i that was my first camera but even um yeah it, and, and you're so right about the fact that it's the glass and not the the camera body itself um but i also i noticed that the you know if you're a skilled filmmaker, you'll make any camera work. It doesn't matter the, the, the brand, whether it's, you know, Sony, uh, Nikon, Canon, Panasonic, whatever model, whatever brand it is, you'll make it work because you have the foundational skills. Um, But learning those foundational skills is, is the tricky part. Definitely.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, you know, somebody will ask me what kind of camera I have or this or that. And they'll look at certain stuff and they'll be like, man, what kind of camera did you use? I'd be like, I I use that T3i over there. You know what I'm saying? And they'll tell me what kind of camera they have. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But my stuff looks the same as yours. You pay more (laughs) for that. And I still got this little rinkity T3i to just put a good lens on it. And it, that it just, it, it's the story for me Mm. you know what I'm saying so it's 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 you can go out and you can spend all that money and it's don't get me wrong it's good to have a good camera because um my my buddy Clarence he uses uh Sony's and he all the films that we've done together he's used his Sony we've used his Sony cameras and they come out so good and they're, they're they're perfect and everything else but it's, 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 it's more to it. It's the craft of it. It's yeah. not just the picture of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Exactly. You could have a beautiful image, but if your story shit or if your right. if your composition is terrible, no one's, no one's gonna, <laughs> gonna watch it or no one's going to appreciate your craft. <laughs>
1: Definitely. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I'm very curious cause I've never, produced a music video. I've never done that. And that's where you started. And I promise we're going to move on to, to the stuff that you do now, but I'm I'm so, I'm so curious of what your process was because you had the creative freedom. So would you get the song from them kind of listen to it, draw out ideas? And did you kind of stage anything? Because music video production, from what I've seen, usually have a few different locations. You have, you know, the lighting, the props, what was kind of your process in planning these videos?
1: Well, of course my process was to get the song and listen to it right. and I would listen to it for about maybe a week and I would have all these ideas in my head and then I would go down to what was what was um how can I put this what what was what did I have you know what I'm saying cuz of course I didn't have the big budgets of course I didn't have the the I couldn't get into a studio to bring a car in there or bring this right. or that in there so I had to use what I had. Mm-hmm. So what we had was we had outside location. So uh, you look at a lot of my videos that I did in the past, we have these abandoned buildings that we use yeah. and we would go all around Memphis and we would just, I would just try to find a building and I would find one. Don't, don't ask me how we got in on a couple of those. Cause we, you know, You had was, all the all right, permits, so, I'm sure. Right. Right. I had all that. that that's, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, I would, I would use what I had. And so there would be times to where I would, my ideas would be like so off the wall and we would try it, but it didn't work out. Right. So we had to improvise, you know what I'm saying? Mm. There was a time where I wanted, um, it was this abandoned building, like abandoned warehouse. And I wanted like a, a, a whole bunch of people in this little square. And we tried to find the people but mm. we just couldn't get all the people there. Right. So I had to improvise, you know what I'm saying? We had a, a small group of people and I just had to, to, you know, angle the camera to where, you know, it looked like Maybe we like, had enough people yeah. to make it work. Mm-hmm. I know there was a, there was a music video that uh, we had to where we were in a, uh, this Rinky Dink hotel room. And you know what I'm saying? Of course it's a rap video and, you know, you know, they do what they do. So I had to make it look as good as I could. And, you know, we had this small amount of people and I just had to angle the camera the best way I could to make them look massive and to make them look, you know, um, yeah. like these taller than life people and everything else. And it worked out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, I know it's a lot of luck on on my side with those music videos because, uh, like I said, I would plan them out. I would have this idea, but things didn't go that way. So we had to improvise. It was a lot of improvising for me. So it, it, that's, that's all I could say about that, improvising. Yeah.
0: I, I feel like a lot of filmmaking is improvisation and problem solving because it's, it's not it what, what, uh, what can go wrong. It's when it'll go it's wrong, what, or will- what will go wrong.
1: What will go wrong? Because it will go wrong. There's never been a time <laughs> where anything has gone right. Yes, there's never been a time exactly, and that's what I that's what I try to tell people. Like they're they're like, well, how did you pull that off? Something didn't go right, so we had to we had to do something else, and the something else worked better than what I thought. Exactly. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah, it always it always pays off, and that's the thing. And that's uh, and that, it does. I think as one of the biggest characteristics that you need as a filmmaker is that ability to to kind of move on the fly and make it work because sometimes, you know, we, we get so tied to our ideas because we thought of them. We have this specific vision, but um, if you get too tied to it, when that doesn't work out, you can, you know, you can ruin the whole rest of your project if you, you go into exactly. it with that attitude. So um, I think it's a really important skill to have as a filmmaker.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's, um, that's, you know, that's what I tell like beginning filmmakers. I'll tell them nothing ever goes right. And of course have your blueprint, of course, have everything that you need to have, but also think of a backup plan. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's not going to go the way that you want it to go.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm wondering, so you, the next thing I have here is your, your development of the internet radio station, Win Radio, Uh, At what point did that happen um, in relation to when you were shooting these music videos? Is this what you kind of moved into after music videos?
1: So um, Rob, I have to give all the props up to my my guy Rob and he, he, he is the developer of Win radio. Mm. So he, he calls me up one day and he says, Hey, I got this radio station. It's at the beginning stages. And you know what I'm saying? I, I need some help. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be a part of the team. And I was like, let's go for it. You know, and that, that was the end of that conversation. Yeah. So we first, we first started with um, a show that I produced called Indie Tracks, where it was a music video show. And he came up here to Nashville. We shot some episodes. We shot some episodes in Memphis. And that was like the first run of it. And then I loved that. Because he also gave me creative freedom. So that was another thing. And another thing I will say is being in an industry full of men, it is very hard to get your creative creative side out because they'll shut you down. Yeah. So I have to give props to the men who are behind me, who give me the creative freedom to do all the things that I want to do and he'll call me up and he'll say, hey, VA, you know what I'm saying, what you got for me? And I'll tell him my ideas, and he'll be like, all right, let's do it. No problem. And that's, that's one of the things that I, I'm very blessed to have because I will not tell you, like, so many times in my, my – I was uh, talking to my, uh, my friend about this, and um, it was one time that uh, I told somebody something, and they completely shut me down. And he goes back and tells them the same exact thing that I told them, and they completely loved it. And I was like, Kevin, you know what? Next time, I'm going to tell you all my ideas, and I'm going to let you tell them, so they'll love it, and we won't have this problem no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's crazy to me. You know, we are in 2021, and it's still happening, and it's crazy to me. It's the craziest thing to me. Yeah. But you got to roll with the punches, you know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. I mean, that's the whole reason for the creation of this podcast. You know, our as, as women in this industry, our voices are diminished and they're deemed as inferior to the ideas of a man. Whereas, I mean, I, I just wonder, like, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, that comes from kind of this patriarchal society that we live in, but... It's like if we could just work together, in my opinion, on a creative project, two minds are better than one. Two different perspectives are better than one perspective. So, I mean, if we could go into to all of our our film projects with that mentality and just work together and let the let the women lead. If we always if if we uh, if we do what we've always done, we're always going to get what we've always gotten. You know what I mean? Right. We have to. We got to We got We can't do the same thing and expect different results. It's time for things right, to change. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, and the the the, the people that that my my circle is mostly mostly full of men mm-hmm. because they are the ones who are allowed to they they yeah. they speak up for me when they need when I need speaking up for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I I appreciate that. You know. And at the same time, we of course we all have different separate goals, and at the same time we are within a group to where we help each other achieve each goal. that's how it should be, you know, with the radio station, you know, I'm saying Rob had this vision and I was right there alongside of him to help him get his visions together. And now, you know, we we run the radio station along with some other guys and everything like that. But, you know, he you know, he really helped push me. I don't think he knows that, but he really helped push me in my creativity. And I have to thank him for that.
0: That's amazing.
1: I mean, hearing your story
0: so far, it sounds like you've just had such an amazing support network.
1: Right. Yeah. And I have, you know, because for me growing up, I wasn't, I was a very shy kid. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like this fell in my lap to do this. And it was, it was you know i i have to thank god for that because he put it in my lap and he was like hey you want to do this i'm going to make sure you have the right people yeah within your circle to make sure that you you are you know succeeding the way that you should be and that's awesome to me
0: yeah it makes all the difference too i mean as, as far as opportunities are concerned as far as building your portfolio and kind of getting your reps in and also just having the guidance too i mean a lot of the mentors that I've been looking up to have been men because they've been in the industry and they, right. they've had the, you know, they've put in their reps because they've had the opportunities to. So I, I find nothing wrong with, with learning everything that I can from the men in the industry uh, because that's how you, you know, that's how we then, we absorb all that information. And then we go teach our sisters, you know what I mean? Like we go teach all the exactly. all the women that, that want to know these skills and exactly. don't have access. So.
1: And I, 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 I am rooting for every single independent film female director I root for them you know what I'm saying because it's 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 our time like I truly believe this is our time and we we need to like tell stories that you know reflect us and that is that is one thing that I really really enjoy the fact when I run into people like you or other females and we're able to connect and Gener- you know what I'm saying, ideas and everything else. and it, it's 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 a beautiful thing to me, you know what I'm saying. so it, it's 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 all good, yeah,
0: absolutely. i I have got to put you in touch with um Londy Maduro. I had her on the show. She runs women of color filmmakers. It's an organization um to support, you know. Poc in yeah, yeah, yeah. the film industry, and I, uh, I definitely, oh, definitely, yeah, I think you could totally benefit from from knowing her. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that introduction uh, after we after we get done with this uh, with this episode. But so let's talk about Wind Radio. So you got on there, you started producing your that music video show. How has that progressed since you started? So
1: well, it, it's progressed a lot. Mm-hmm. So we've we've progressed from that. We're about to do a season two. So of course that's about to be bigger and better. Yeah. Um, better graphics, better everything, you know, host and all the other good stuff. Mm-hmm. So we um we also interview artists, we also have podcasts, we also have um, showcases that we do, we also have we have a lot and we have we we have a team and every single person on that team is, is, is awesome and they're valuable and they, they have good ideas, and they go to work. You know what I'm saying? They they, they hit the ground running. Yeah. And they, they bring in content that's, like, that's that's awesome. And they make these connections that are awesome. And what people don't understand is when you're building from the ground up, of course you're going to have times where, you know, things are not going to go through. You're going to have times where, you know, it's just not going to work out. But you have to keep going. You have to keep growing. Yeah. And once you, once you realize that, you know that you'll never stop. So like I told you before, um, my friend Kevin and I, we're about to go do an interview after I finish this with an artist, an up-and-coming artist. So we, we focus on all indie artists, of course, and we interview them, we play their, their stuff on the radio station, and we promote them. And that's just a platform that we have that we can help independent artists rise to the next level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's another good thing about it. You know, I, we're, everybody's helping everybody. You know, the artists are helping the radio station. The radio station's helping the artists. And that's that's a good thing for everybody. And that's a, that's just another platform that, that's, that's just amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely sounds like it. And I know that, um, you know, you have a role at the, the radio station. I believe your title was um, you oversee all the visual content for a win, right? for when right, radio, um, right. but it also, I saw that your first short film is also featured on that. Um, I believe it's called before the night ends. Is that right? Yeah. Before the night ends.
1: I, I actually wrote that. Um, uh, I wrote that. Like um, it took me like three months to write it, even though it was short, mm-hmm. but it was just, I was just being lazy. That's all <laughs> that was. I had it in my head. And uh, of course I had it in my head. I wrote it down and it was there. And the next process for that was finding the actors. Mm. So I had my friend Landry was at, with a, was an actress. And I was like, hey, I got this script. I don't care about nothing else. I need you to be the, um, I need you to be the female lead. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And that goes back to people just saying, okay. Yeah. And, and not asking me questions, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and so she was like, okay. And then Rob was like, Hey, I got this actor who would be perfect for this role and, um, had him and they worked their chemistry together. was just so great that it was, it was, it was like, it was cool. So we shot that within a day and we were able to do that and it worked so well, you know what I'm saying? And that was actually our first film that, um, um, my production company, um, VA Jones Films, ND Visions, and C Scott Run, mm-hmm. all three of us, we uh, we just combined together and we made that happen, and, and it came out pretty well. If you see that film, I also put my two cousins, who used, who music videos I used to do for them, I put them in there, yeah. and they they were like. You know i called them. i said hey guys i need you to do a scene for me and they were like all right where you need us to be at and right, I was right like all right they're there no problem. They no questions asked no problem <laughs> no questions asked. that's awesome and that's that's the scariest thing sometimes for me that people believe in me so mm. much that in my opinion i don't want to let them down yeah so when somebody says to me are oh, we gonna be there you there's no questions asked that's a good feeling but at the same time, I just I just want things to go right because I just don't want to let them down because yeah. they believe in me so much that it's, it's just it's, it's, it's crazy. To yeah, me. absolutely.
0: How does that affect your confidence? Because you've had the support, you know, from when you first started in the industry, really. So because I know, you know, a lot of women entering this space, they feel this sense of like imposter syndrome all the time, like I don't deserve to be here. I'm not good enough to be here. Has that kind of external validation and, and and reinforcement from from the crew around you has that helped your confidence at all?
1: Oh, most most definitely. Like I said before, when I was younger, I didn't have any friends and I was real shy and I thought I was the weirdest kid ever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I found a group of people who are just as weird as I am, yeah. and it made my confidence like so much better. <laughs> And it made me feel so much better about myself as a person, as a woman yeah. at the same time, because, you know, it being a black female in an industry like this, yeah. sometimes, like I said, not just being a woman, being a black mm-hmm. woman, it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And then, you know. Guys will look at you crazy and they don't want to listen to you. They just want to, they want something else from you. They don't really want to pick your brain. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they, you know, and it's it's just, there, there are times where I think to myself, this is not real. I all this stuff that I have achieved, which I'm still at the bottom. I've I've not achieved what I really want to achieve. I've done a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not where I want to be. And there's there's times where I'm just like, they, you know, I, I do get depressed, yeah, because of where I want to be, I'm not there. But then I have people who remind me of all the things that I have achieved, yeah. and they they are like, there's no reason for you to feel like that because look at all the stuff that you've achieved, look at all the stuff you got your name on.
2: Yeah,
1: I've won awards that I can't even remember <laughs> the awards that I've won. Right, but they'll they'll be like, you've won certain awards. You know what I'm saying? I just I, the um, we did. There was a film I was a, a, a DP on this past December uh, called Election 2020. Mm-hmm. And my friend Flo hits me up and she's like, "Hey, I, I have this script and I want to do this." And we just won awards for that wow. that film. And I have to remind myself of, you know, what I'm saying you can it's just, it's a lot, you know, I, I've done a lot, and I just, it's good to have people who remind you of that, because you do get in your head, yeah. you do have self-doubt, and that's just being human, there's nothing wrong with that, and so it's, it's, like I said again, I'm blessed to have those people who remind me, and they see my greatness, and that's the crazy thing, you never see your greatness, other people yeah. see it, and they're like, you're, you're too great to be feeling like that. And I'm just like, you know, you, you know what, you're right. And then I have to bounce back into who I am and bounce back into their work, workforce of mentality of doing things that I need to do, you know what I'm saying, to achieve those next goals. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And especially in a, a creative field, it's so easy to get bogged down with the negativity because creative arts, they're so subjective. You could put, you know, what you believe is your best film out there. And there are people that'll tear it to shreds. And you have to, despite that, continue to persevere and continue to follow this passion of yours. So, yeah, having that support network and having people to remind you really does make all the difference. Because if it were up to just us, I think that we'd have, you know, we'd have to try a lot harder to kind of reel ourselves in all the time.
1: Right, right, right. It's funny because um, there was a short film that we uh, released, I think it was in March, called uh, First Date. And so I I put a little simple trailer together. It wasn't nothing fancy. Yeah. I just we just needed a trailer yeah, out. So I put it up on YouTube, and um, it got like a hundred point five k views or something like that. I think. And there was a comment under there. This guy was like, you know, trashing the trailer, and my friend was like, <laughs> no lie. And my friend was like, he tries to look him up, and he's like, yeah, he's yeah. nobody. It's never fact, anybody. You, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. And he was like, the fact that you have somebody trashing your, trashing your stuff, he was like, you made it to another level. That means level. you're doing something <laughs> so right. You should be happy. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's how I had to think about that. Because at first I was like, oh, damn, for real? Like, they trashing that? And that, and he was like, well, just take it take it as a win. Yeah. Like... He, you know he was like once you get famous you know you're gonna have people doing that anyway so just take that as a right. win and he was like i was like okay okay i got you yeah I we can't
0: you. we can't please anybody and playing that game is uh it's a lose-lose situation if we try to please everybody so, right yeah right right <laughs> so you are you know you created your your first your first short film your have this role at win radio, but you also in 2019, kind of during this time produced your first feature film, the story of Randolph. Oh, yes. So tell me about, so it's, it's about a pastor looking for love, which I, I just love right. the concept. It's just, it's so, it's like a serious topic, but it's also just so like lighthearted and funny too. Right. Like right, we don't, we don't right, really right, think right, about right. the fact that like, Oh, he's leading a congregation, but he probably gets lonely at night as well. <laughs>
1: Thinking about that. And that was the thing. Yeah. That was the thing. So um, Tony Jackson, who I knew for a while, um, he used to fix my computers when I was in Memphis. And so he wrote a book. And um, in the book, it had stories. And I think I was in town one weekend and he gave me the book. And he was like, he was like, um, you know, I really want to turn one of these uh, stories into a movie. And I was like, okay, let's do it. That's, and he he thought I was joking, and I was like, I was like, look, I already got people, yeah. I already got a team. We can do it. There's no problem with us doing it. And I I called up my friend Clarence and I was like, hey, you know, this is an opportunity for us to really show our skills because he wants to turn this into a feature film. Yeah. And, and Clarence was like, all right, let's do it. that that was was it. So we, Tony already had the actors. He already had the locations. We just had to come in and bring it to life. And so um, Tony was like, hey, I want you to direct this thing. And I was like, all right. We'll see because this is my first feature film. Of course we had we shot Before the Night Ends before this and then we shot um, Clubbing before this but that's a that's another story I want to tell you because we had to reshoot club oh boy yeah because things didn't work things didn't work out for that so we had to reshoot it so we shot before the night ends that worked out We shot club and that didn't work out so the next project was the story of Randolph. and so me and Clarence walked into this thing still fresh we, we, we still were, were, we're uh beginners yeah. and we just we had a lot to figure out. So we shot this and we put it together within six months, a six wow. month time for a, a feature, feature film. for a well, features for hour long film, yeah. six months. And so it was all in, it was only me and Clarence working the cameras, So I had to direct and be a videographer wow. at the same time. So of course, you know, I'm reading the script and, um, uh, doing this and trying to figure out the shots and while doing that and while directing people, I had to be behind the camera and something for a first time like project like that. It was, it was very, it was, it was just, it was, it was a headache at one point for me, but at the same time we learned a lot. So we grew as creators after that project and i'm so happy that it, it everything worked out i'm so grateful that everything worked out we had a premiere for it yeah. people loved it and of course when you watch it of course you're going to be like certain parts are this and certain parts of that and i you know the audio was off at some points but we were learning yeah. and that's what i had to tell my friend clarence i was like listen we were we were learning as we went along yeah. and that's 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 you have to give yourself props, for of that. Course. you know what I'm saying? Because now we know, and that's the best learning for me is failure. Yeah. I, I, you know, so at certain points when we failed at certain things, we learned from them. And I, I was happy at that. And the fact that people liked the movie, that was just the, the, the more happier I was of the fact that people liked the movie, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and To this day, I really, I have to think Tony, and at the same time, if I didn't go visit him that day and walk in there and and have a conversation with him, that movie probably wouldn't have happened. You know, I have to, it's just, I have to think Clarence, the fact that he edited that movie, and he put all his uh, skills into editing that movie and making it a a good creation. Mm -hmm. And and the the actors and the the, the stand-ins and, and the everybody who's a part of that film they they brought it to life. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. just the director; it's everybody involved in it, and everybody did a good job, and I I'm just grateful for that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you have to start somewhere too, like you said. I mean, You, right. gotta, you are better as a filmmaker as a person for having just created something and went and done it, and now you have you know this this great film that's a mark. Of progress because you know as you continue each project after that can only get better right and what i what i'm oh sorry sorry va go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say what i'm hearing from you that i haven't really and i'm sure and i'm sure it's not the case that they're not grateful but what i'm hearing from you is this narrative of like you're so you have so much gratitude for the network that you have for the people that you work with and that like outward expression of gratitude, like every project you have that you've talked about, you're like, oh yeah, I did this, I did this, but it's my team that helped me, but it's these people that came through for me, and I just like, right,
1: that's that's just so right. it's so nice it, to hear. Because I've I've watched interviews with people who are who are you know stars and stuff like that, and they don't really, it's not always them, yeah, you know. Somebody help them get to where they are. Every single director, there's a team behind mm-hmm. them. And you have to credit your team every single time because where you fell apart, they pick you up, you know what I'm saying? So for me, every single project, they pick me up at certain points where I had to achieve because they'll be looking at me like, what do we do next? And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> what do you think we should do? Because right. I don't right. know. <laughs> and they'll be like, all right, do. we should do this. I'm like, okay, we're going to do that. And I have to credit them for that because their creativity along with mine makes greatness, you know? So it's, it's, it's a, I say it, I say I've said it a lot, but they, they are, they are the best people. They really are. I, I can't, I can't do it without them. I literally can't, I can do it by myself, but you know, it's not going to be as good as what I want it to be if they're not a part of it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So. Absolutely.
0: But it also speaks to just who you are as a person because you, you attract, you know, the, these people, these great supportive people, that's because of who you are as a person too. So I hope, I just hope you keep that in mind as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told
1: that I've been told that, but I, you know, being who I am, I halfway believe that and halfway do because, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just it, I know my creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, people have to tell me how good I am. So sometimes I forget right, that. Right. So it's just it's just part of the whole process of being in your head. That's of all course. it is. It's nothing nothing um, too much. Yeah, you know? definitely.
0: So tell me. So you know, you had this this great yet probably stressful opportunity to create your first feature film. But tell me, let's backtrack and tell me about Clubbin and what happened with that.
1: So, you know, with Clubbin, um, my friend Clarence wrote that. Uh, He wrote that back in college. And what's crazy about that is um, Clarence, Kevin, and myself all went to Middle Tennessee State University. And we met at school. But we all didn't know we were from Memphis until afterwards. And that's That's the craziest thing about that. I just had to tell that story because, you know, we're all creative in our own ways. And we met in college. We didn't meet in Memphis. And so Clarence wrote that script. He wrote it back in college. And um, we just, we we needed something else to up our skills. And so we shot that, still being amateurs. And so what happened was all this background noise, people talking, that was all in the in the mm-hmm. film. So you can you couldn't go in editing and remove the people who were talking in the background. So there was nothing that we could do with that footage but reshoot wow. it. So we had enough we had enough people. We had a house packed full of people. So we had we had all the actors I called my cousins up and they came in and they were they were they were in the film too and stuff like that but it didn't work out because of the audio people talking in the back yeah. we couldn't fix it so we had no other choice but to reshoot it At
0: that at that point did so, the thought ever cross your mind like we got to give up on this idea
1: At one point it did but at the same time i wanted to keep going mm-hmm. so uh, yeah and no because i just wanted to finish yeah. it and so when we look back at the footage and clarence was like i, I can't fix it," yeah. i was like don't worry about it we'll reshoot it there's no problem so what helped us what helped us with story of randolph was the fact that we we also learned from that mm-hmm. shoot so the fact that we learned from that shoot, we were able to learn, take what we learned and use it in the story of Randolph. Yeah. So when we did the reshoot, we learned from the first time, then we learned from the story of Randolph. So then we were okay yeah. at that point to make it something better. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. And and that's the thing. You have to take everything as a, as a learning opportunity. And I think you're right when you said, right. you know, we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. Definitely.
1: And, yeah, and that's what I tell people I, I am not a, I used to be afraid to fail But I am not afraid to fail now Because I learned so much And to be the best of the best You have to learn from your failures So I want to be good as possible I want to be the best that I can be So when I fail at something It's just a learning experience for me I used to beat myself over the head When I failed at something But now it, I take it as a learning It's learning So I learn from it So I know the next time when I do it It'll be, I'll be fine
0: Yeah, that's such a great, great outlook to have, especially as a as a filmmaker in a creative field. So I would love for you to take us through a typical day on the set of the story of Randolph, because I've truly never heard of someone being a director and a DP and having to fill both those roles. I just I'm I'm just imagining that set days over the course of this six months were just crazy. So walk us through a typical day with that project. So we,
1: oh, wow, um, typical day. So I would get on set. We would I would have a shot list in my head. And, of course, it didn't work out because things don't That's work meaning. out. Yeah. <laughs> so we would have to, yeah, we would have to rearrange stuff. So what I do first is I have a, re- what helps me out is I have a rehearsal. Hmm. So we will we will go over the scene, and that doesn't just help me; that helps the actors, that helps everybody else. We will go over the scene first. We'll probably have two rehearsals of the scene, and then we'll mm-hmm. shoot it. So when I when I look at it, I'm be like, okay, we need to get a shot of that. Okay, they walk that way. Okay, let's try to redo this over here. This is another shot that I need right here, and it will just help. So when I yell action and I would be behind the camera the thing that Clarence and myself have with ourselves is we have this chemistry of we don't have to tell each other a lot of things I will say one thing to him and he'll say one thing to me and we know exactly what yeah. we need and I don't have to check with him and he doesn't have to check with me we know what kind of angles we need we know know what's going down and once we hit record that that that's just it you know what I'm saying so we would shoot that shoot that one scene and I'll look at him, I'll be like, Are you okay? Do you need another shot? Are we good? And he like, I got it. And then he would be like same with me and I like, I got it. All right, let's move on to the next. Because if you if you if you uh, I'll send you a link to the to the film so you can okay. see it. But there's a church theme, right? So we have a full church, a full yeah. church. We have the choir, the the actors up there preaching, we have people in the in the pews. And like I said, it was only Clarence and myself behind wow. cameras. And so we had to get shots of the choir. We had to get shots of the of the people in the pews. And so it was that whole process of I had to go back in my head and, and visualize it of what I needed in the church and everything else. And we, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to get this shot. And he's like, hey, okay, I'm going to get this shot. And we just went back and forth. And it worked. I'm not going to, I cannot tell you, I don't know how it worked, (laughs) but (laughs) But it it worked. Uh (laughs) That's What
0: did, what would you say was the biggest challenge about that film? Was it the fact that there was just two of you? Because it sounds like your chemistry worked out and you made it work. Was there, was it because there was also a lot of locations? What was the biggest challenge with that one?
1: The biggest challenge. For us was the audio mm, okay that was the biggest challenge visually I wasn't worried mm. about that visually that was fine but I'm not I'm not an audio right. person I know how important audio is in a film I know how how, how that can make or break a film yeah. audio so that was like I was really like trying to find out the best way because in the church we had we had a boom mic but of course we had to get a massive choir. We had to get the audio from the massive yeah. choir. And it wasn't massive, massive, but it was enough people. You know what I'm saying? That I was worried about yeah. the audio. I was worried about the, there's a scene to where we were in a restaurant. I was worried about the audio because at the same time we had permission to film in in the restaurant, but we couldn't Tell the people, the paying people in there that, oh, no, y'all yeah. got to be quiet. Like, we doing something right. over here. So it, that was another problem. So we had to figure out that. So we had to go back and do voiceovers for that, uh, for that uh, restaurant wow, okay. thing. Oh okay, yeah. And, yeah, so it, it was, for me, it was, the, it was the audio. Like I said, visually, I had it down. There was, like, a couple of shots that I wish we could have uh, – went back and did and stuff like that. But, um, having for us, having two cameras, it was, it was some, it was, it came out. Well, you know what I'm saying? I know it could have came out better if we had more people, right. but you know, you, like I said, you gotta use what you got. And, and that was, we made Definitely. it
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And so what was the biggest lesson or takeaway that you, you took from that experience? Uh You
1: mean uh So what was your fine.
0: biggest takeaway or the biggest lesson that you you got
1: from that experience? The biggest lesson that I've learned was that <laughs> make sure that you have a script cuz we had a script. That's one thing that I didn't tell you. We had a script and we used like the the beginnings of it but um we we just we didn't go by mm. the script. So it was a lot of stuff that we we that was just off the books yeah. for us. So so um having a having a script is something that's 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 very important, but at the same time, you know, it, it was it was okay for me because my creativity came yeah. out. You know. That the the imagination in my head and bringing it out on 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 film was just it wasn't a problem for me, I, right. you know. But um, we we didn't have a script, so yeah, yeah. That was like there's
0: there's definitely a happy medium and balance between like uh, following a script and improvisation. I guess you just have to find that like that, that good balance for your your projects.
1: Yeah, you have to find the in between. Mm-hmm. And we found the yeah. in between. It was the in between that we found, and then, like I said, it worked for us. So I, I can't I, I can't be mad at that. You know, I can't be. Uh, it was it was it worked out. Awesome. So, and I'm happy yeah. it worked out. I I am I am very happy in that project. I'm I'm be, seeing something that you directed on a big screen. That is that is a feeling that you just can't describe. Yeah. It's a feeling that is never going to go away. It's 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 like a it's like a drug for me. So I want to see more of my films on the big screen like that. You know, having a theater full yes. of people. You know, my mom came out, my family came out, and they they, they enjoyed it, and they loved it. And, and that, was, that was the best feeling for me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, definitely something to be proud of, too. So what is next for you? Do you have any exciting projects coming up that you want to plug today?
1: Uh, so we have um, groceries. Um, that's coming out next month. That is a very good story. Um, you'll just have to go ro- watch the trailer to, to see what it's about and everything else. And, and um, shout out to Rachel for writing that. She she um, She's a script writer, and I co-directed on it. She was the head director, and that's just, you know, two women in the industry linking up and getting together and making creations. And, um we have season two of, of uh, indie tracks coming out. We have that. I'm writing another film right now. I don't know the name of it. I just know it's gonna be an action-packed mm, film, right. short film. With the 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 leading boss is gonna be a female. Yes. So so that's that's another thing mm-hmm. right there. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm really just going with the win. Also, somebody comes to me with a project, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna go with it. If it if it if it sounds good, we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. awesome. So
0: lots to lots to look forward to. I also want you to plug and tell us about your podcast real quick before we wrap up.
1: So, uh, uh, fuck it, we'll fix it and post. It's uh, Kevin, Kirsten, and myself. So funny story is uh, when the pandemic hit, we weren't doing mm-hmm. anything. And I told them, I said, "Hey guys, we." I was like, "Look, I'm getting restless. We yeah. need to do something." So I said, "Hey, let's let's create a podcast." And I'm like, "Okay." So what do you want to call it? I, I had to think about that for a minute, <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? I say it all the time, so why not? <laughs> Fuck it, we'll fix it and post." And they were like, "Oh, that that we'll, we'll go with that. That it. works." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just came off of that with a fly. I was like, listen, I, I don't know. Because when you're naming a podcast, you really don't know. Like, it has to be yeah. something catchy. But at the same time, like, it, it has to have mm-hmm. meaning. And what do we always say in film? We'll exactly. fix it in post. That's what we say all so the time. So your, Is
0: your podcast so surrounded like, by, um, is it about the film industry,
1: I'm guessing? So it's, it's, it's about the, it's about film it's about media period because in media period you have those those situations where you're it's just like uh, we'll yeah. do this later mm-hmm. or something like that so we we talk to actors comedians uh directors uh camera people editors people who work in news yeah. you know all that all that every all that we talk to all of them you know um Designers, you know, people who do makeup, wow. people who, who um, you know, all, every, everything that has to do with media or film, you know, we talk to them. Because a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know those, those people who help make a film yeah. possible or make the television mm-hmm. possible. And it's not just the actors. It's not just the director. It's not just yeah. the camera people. It's the makeup people. It's the producers. It's it's the people who are behind the scenes who make it. You know what I'm saying? All those people that you see who scroll when those credits run, and you see all those names. All those people made that, that project yeah. possible. You know what I'm saying? And you always see the, 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 the actors and the director doing mm-hmm. the media for it, but you have to give credit to all those other people who who just who made yeah. it possible for that whole project to come together. So we talked to we talked to all those people. You know what I'm saying? And we want to hear their stories. We want to know what they've been through. We want to know, you know, what their come up is. You know, and we want to just give, have that platform for them to tell their stories, for them to to let other people hear their stories so they can maybe learn from that, learn from that. So, yeah. It
0: sounds like uh, your podcast and my podcast have very similar missions. I I like that a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm definitely
0: going to have to tune into some episodes because, yeah, I haven't heard of it before. So definitely.
1: Right. So we air um we air every Monday um uh, on of mm-hmm. course Win Radio and of course all the other platforms uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. You can hear you can hear uh it on all those platforms. And um, what's funny is we get together of course it's mm-hmm. pre-recorded. So we get together um once a month and we'll pre-record certain like 3 or 4 episodes and we'll just play them every single Monday. So we've been doing it since October of last wow. year. So this coming up October will be our year of our podcast, which yeah. is amazing to me. Cause I, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Like they, I was like, and we're up to like 30 yeah. some episodes. And I was like, oh my goodness, we have 30 some episodes. Yeah. Like, that's when you first start a podcast, you it, never know
0: where it's gonna go. And then it just takes off.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's what happened. It just took off. And the only thing we've been doing is asking people, hey, you know, you want to be on our podcast and tell your story? Yeah. And they love it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. come on. I got some <laughs> stuff to say. And I'm like, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Same here, for sure. And it's just it's awesome getting to connect with people that you wouldn't normally connect with or wouldn't normally have access to. It's a really cool opportunity. Right. Right? Plus it's, it's a way to stay right. sharp with your, with your create, flexing that creative muscle still. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause you'll learn stuff that you didn't know, you know, you, you, you yeah. learn from other people, you know, I've learned, I learned from other people when we have a podcast all the time and hearing their stories and everything else is just, it's just mind blowing to me because I thought that I had it rough and their upcoming was like totally different from what, yeah. you know, mine was, you know what I'm saying? And they're seeing what their passion was to get them in the film or got them into the media yeah. that they're in. It's just another cool thing to me. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So yeah.
0: Well, I'm so excited for for everything that you have coming up, and for to tune into the podcast for sure. Um, so, where can the viewers and listeners of this podcast find you on social and on the internet?
1: So you can uh, follow my YouTube page, Victoria V A Jones. Uh, Facebook is uh, Victoria V A Jones. Uh, Twitter. Victoria, Victoria VA, Jones. VA Jones
0: everywhere, I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> everywhere, everywhere except for Instagram. So Instagram is it's VA underscore Jones film perfect is what that is. So, so yeah, um, check me out. And you know, what I'm saying at the same time, if you want to collab any, anybody out there, if you want to collab, just just hit me up and, and I'm game for it. Amazing.
0: So what is one way that you think that, um, the viewers and listeners of this podcast can support you as a filmmaker?
1: Uh, just go and click on my stuff and like it,
2: you know,
1: subscribe to my YouTube page and, uh, uh, get those numbers up. So some important people can probably look at me and give me a deal or something like that. I always said that I, I i would uh i would love to to work in uh do a lifetime movie just right, to do one right. you know what i'm saying so if lifetime sees this you know what i'm saying just hit <laughs> hit the girl up you know i would love to direct a movie one of those uh uh tv uh sto- what is it um uh, taking out of the headlines for tv something like <laughs> that stories that they do on Lifetime yeah, yeah. sometimes so I would love to do one of those. That would be awesome for me. Well hopefully
0: the, the she's in focus community can help make that happen.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I, I appreciate it. Awesome. VA, it's
0: been so cool chatting with you. I love to hear your story. Um you've worked on projects and had experiences that I've never, you know, had the chance to to discuss or hear about. So thank you so much for for sharing your story with, with me in the community today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on here. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm gra- very grateful that you had me on here. And uh, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. And as always, thanks so much for watching, guys. And I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye.